everybody. This is Boaz Sunquest, and I'm uh, this is the voice of my beloved podcast. Um, I'm here today with my wife Rebecca, and uh, she's going to share her testimony and and uh, what the Lord has done for her. Yeah. Anyway. So, so I was born in Wisconsin originally. Um, lived there for five years of my life, and um, so there, it was my next two siblings were born under me, um, Rachel and Isaac, and so. I was five when we moved to Montana. Um, God moved our family away. It was a thousand miles away from both sets of parents. Like we were just kind of, it was like way out in the wilderness, <laughs> kind of like way. And so, um, kind of uprooted us from where we had grown up and where Dad had lived his whole life. Mom had lived in that, um, you know, southern Wisconsin. Iowa her whole life and so just he kind of uprooted us and moved us somewhere totally different where God was God was calling dad there and he really felt God leading our family there and so growing up we lived uh, about 11 years in uh, northern Montana in a town that was kind of was a little bit rough but it was train, train town yeah do you, remember, tra- do you remember moving I do um, remember yeah some of it um just like the long took like three three days to get to get to where we were moving to and we had a u-haul truck and you know it just like mom and dad were at we were one vehicle dad was in you know another parent was in the other vehicle and just like switching between vehicles with mom and dad <laughs> and mom was expecting our fourth um sibling jacob um and so it was just it was like yeah it was like so moving to town it was different we lived in the country up until that time in the woods so moving to town was just kind of it was different I mean it wasn't ideal but that was where God had us at that time and so during our time and um, it was a town called Haver it was a train town very it was like a it was, yeah it was kind of a rougher town <laughs> but it had great great surroundings which is what we dad liked about it your dad had an ice cream shop there. yeah he had an ice cream shop there um, but it was during that time there um, that God really brought us through what we felt like a spiritual boot camp. <laughs> and then, um, and it was hard. I mean, we felt so alone. We didn't have, because we weren't going to church or we didn't have, really have much for fellowship. I mean, we had, there were a couple of families that we would get together with. But God really, like through that, God started opening my parents' eyes to the Torah, like, it was a slow, slow process. We started keeping Passover instead of Easter. Um, but we didn't want to look into Christmas at that time because it was just like, we didn't want to get into that, you know, and so, because there was too many memories connected to it. And so, but then um, we had some, we met some, a couple that were Torah observant and they challenged us to look into the roots of Christmas. And so we did that. And after mom and dad um, prayed about it, they really felt convicted, you know, we're not going to do this anymore, and that's when we totally dove into keeping the Torah and keeping Sabbath and eating clean and stuff, because before we had kind of been putting our foot in a little bit, but not fully going all the way, and then, so then once we fully dove in, it's like, hey, there's no going back, and and then we we kind of felt really alone there for a while, like after I mean, in my, like Montana, there's just not much for fellowship. We had some you know, people we get together with and stuff, but, um, and then, 
let's see. I guess so as after you know, we we lived there for about yeah, I was eleven years and then we moved to southwestern Montana in two thousand sixteen. And there it was it was a lot better. We were out in the country. It was just just a lot better environment mm-hmm. um, for us kids to be in because in um, we lived in town. We lived in an apartment complex, and there were neighbor kids around all the time. And the influence of that was just really it was not fun to deal with. And so um, it was just a lot better to be out of town to be living in the country again. And so um, so during our time there, we did meet um, so like qu- quite a few families that were Torah observant, and that really. It was uh, unleavened bread, or no, it was uh, first fruits. We all got together, and it was like, wow, we didn't realize that any of us existed. We just some put together this get together, and and so that was it was really invigorating to see more people that in our area that we didn't know um, who they were before, but then we got connected to some people, and that was in 2019, and then um, we uh, and. So then we started listening to the Voice of My Beloved mm-hmm. podcast, 2019, <laughs> and we heard about a Sukkot that they were mm-hmm. that they were having, and you know we got on their email list. We're listening to all their podcasts, all their memory verses, <laughs> like everything, and we just like we're soaking it all in because it was just so good. And then, um, never imagined that you'd be on the Voice of the Beloved <laughs> podcast. <laughs> never would have imagined that. No, <laughs> but then, so we we saw that they were hosting a Sukkot here so we asked dad and we said can we like can we can we go and and dad's like okay well we'll pray about it because one of dad's things was he said he'd never um go to Sukkot Missouri that was just one of his things so we're like it'll be a miracle if we if we do go and so mom and dad prayed about it and they had a total peace um to come to Sukkot and so we so we we came and it was it took four days to get here and it was but it was it was so fun and so we um that like that changed the course of our lives that Sukkot I mean I don't know where we'd be if we hadn't come it's just kind of a scary thought to think about <laughs> but it'd be it's amazing like just that one choice like mm-hmm. the impact of our choices mm-hmm. just listening to God and just how one choice can affect the rest of your life right and so, um, as we started doing home fellowship, we hadn't had corporate worship. Um, so it was just amazing being a part of that and, um, just being able to worship with other believers again in a corporate setting. And it was just, there was a complete peace over that whole week. Like I know we never felt such a safe environment, like being in a safe environment like this before. And as then, um, we came back and just, this really like it it was really life changing for our family, and then um part of my family came back for Hanukkah in two thousand nineteen and then um we kind of went through our family went through a little bit of a it's kind of a difficult season i mean it was God really brought us through a lot there was a lot of struggles um like ever there's a lot of feeders and stuff that I was struggling with is trying to like identity and trying to figure out. Like who am I, and um, like what's my purpose here? Just struggling with fears and uh, depression and those things, and um, just trying to work through stuff. And so, 
um, me and my sister came here again in 2020 for Shavuot, and that was amazing. Like it was, it was just really, really powerful. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, and then, then it was the end of 2020 that we were, Rachel and I, and were working at an assisted living at the time, and we were. I really felt like God was calling, like something, like God was calling me to like me to something else. I didn't know what it was. Like there was something right around the corner. I just couldn't see exactly what it was yet. And so, like Rachel and I were both really praying about it because with um, when COVID, with all that, like it kind of it affected our work environment and made it more stressful working there. And just I mean, it was it was an amazing job, but it just like there are just things like we kind of feel like we needed to move on to something else. And so Rachel and I were really praying about it. And then because um, we we had thought about coming down for like maybe three months or so to love and purity just to have more fellowship, to be around people, to get refreshed again. Um, but we thought we didn't know how dad would feel about that because he's very protective of his, <laughs> his daughters. <laughs> and so... Uh, which is really good. I'm really right. thankful yeah. for that. But we just didn't know if that would ever, if he'd agree with that or not, mm-hmm. if he'd want us to do that. And so we were just talking about it around the table one night, and and Dad was actually the one that brought it up. And so, like, Rachel and I hadn't talked to Thelma and Dad about it at all. And so we're like, okay, wow, this is this seems to be a good sign that maybe this is what God wants us to do. <laughs> and so we prayed about it and really felt that this is what, that's what we wanted to do. So we originally planned on three months, coming down for three months. But then, so we, so Rachel and I came, and it was December before Hanukkah. And it was just so, so good to be back again. Like, it was just so amazing. And it just feels like, even though we'd only, I'd only been here twice, it felt just like coming home. Mm-hmm. Even though, like, I didn't know everyone super well it was still just like everyone is just like family and really close friends like they've known you their whole lives and it just was so refreshing to be to be back again and for a longer term we didn't have to leave after a week or two right right <laughs> yeah so good so what so through the time um when you were young when you moved to to haver mm-hmm. um and then when you moved down to sheridan um can you can you see what what can you see God um, doing in your life through th- through that time? What were some of your interests, and uh, what can you see that that God did then um, that is affecting you now, and and has that that you invested in then that that has carried through and is is part of you um, now? Um, I have to say, like just watching um, my parents, like they're devotion to and our trust in God like there were times where it was very we didn't we didn't have a lot of money and but they just were we always had enough just always seeing how God provided just seeing their um just their their faith in God and just mm-hmm. just like footsteps that I could that I could walk in just like seeing their devotion and, and just always bringing uh, bringing things to God in prayer um, and not like, I mean, I was like stressful for them and stuff, but they, they didn't let it get them down. Like right. they knew that God right. would provide. And I guess, um, yeah, <laughs> I know it's like, that's good. That's yeah. Good. So, um, it was like, 
our time like in Haver, we we learned a lot about like spiritual warfare and stuff like that. Just like we talked, we talk about that stuff with mom and dad, and so just I kind of was so I had an awareness of that with angels and and darkness, you know, like that kind of light and darkness, and just having more because um, mom and dad have have dealt with a lot of that kind of stuff. So just seeing, like hearing their their stories, hearing their testimonies, and things that they had been through, and like. And just things we experienced in Haver, um, just it made me. I guess it helped bring more of an awareness to that. Where, to that where the battles world. at? Yeah, where the where battles, battles at? at yeah. yeah, for sure. Yeah. So what? Then growing up, then what did you? What did you? What were, What were some of your aspirations and your, and your mm. your dreams as 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 a young person and and as you as you grew up? Well, I really, I loved drawing. I loved artwork, and I was really interested in, I was interested in music and writing mainly. I loved writing. I would write stories. I wrote so many stories. I dreamed of writing books when I was growing up. I wanted to be an author artist. That was my my big dream. But I remember one thing that was really impactful was when I was about eight years old, I think. And I was I was laying in bed at night and I was praying. And I just, I told God, I said, being a missionary was something that had, been on my heart like it was something that I I wanted to do and I just prayed I said God if you want me to be a missionary I'll be one mm-hmm. and I just felt this immediate warmth flow from the very top of my head all the way down to my toes it was just, I just laid there and it just felt so good and I was just mm. like what was that so then I talked I talked to mom about it the next day and she said you are baptized in the Holy Spirit mm-hmm. and so I just thought so that's something that I've always just treasured in my heart that I it's like that's something that I felt ever since I was little, that I wanted to, to be a missionary, wherever that was, wherever yeah, God had me. That's, it's on our hearts. It's on our hearts, mm-hmm. for sure. Yeah. Cool. So, so then, so going in, so you and Rachel came um, to back here to visit. Mm-hmm. And, uh, yeah. Good. And for Shavuot. Yeah. So then, like, during that time, I was still, like, having – like just struggles like with anxiety and stuff like that. But just being here just it was it was so good and refreshing. And but then coming here in two thousand twenty, um, I was it just helped me just being around um it's a safe, clean environment. And it was just it was just really really a blessing. But then we, we originally planned on staying for three months. But then it ended up being Yes, I started, just ended up living here because <laughs> we kept getting asked to stay longer. Mm-hmm. So we would pray about it. It's like, yeah, and we felt, felt God just leading us to stay. So um, so then, let's see. So then we went, we did a discipleship program. We did Opon. Um, the discipleship was, it was really good. It was pretty, it was really challenging just working through stuff in my life, just forgiveness and um, identity and, this, I guess, like, but that was where I started seeing breakthrough was when, because um, I was just really seeking the Father. I felt like there was something blocking, like there was a, a deep pain in my heart. I didn't know where it was coming from. I just didn't know exactly how, to, I didn't know how to get rid of it. Like, it was just always there. I didn't know how to be free from it. And I was just really seeking the Father and, like, how do I get set free from this? Because I, I don't want it to carry into my life, into my marriage, and, um, so, I mean, it was from, like, just from past, you know, family stuff and just working through things, but 
um, not a lot of things had been worked through, but it was like that hurt was still there. And so I was just trying to just pray through it. And, but I, um, there was, um, a teaching that, um, Braden gave during the discipleship about the issue of sacrifice and the, the realization of what Yeshua did for me really sunk in for the first time, like just the weight of, of his sacrifice and what he was willing to do for me, like mm-hmm. his, his death on the cross, just the impact of what that really meant, like the, crea- the creator of the universe loves right. me that much and right. died for me so I could have life. And so that once that sunk in, it was just like a new revelation, mm-hmm. and it just it was just amazing. And then I talked to Tally about, things just um like having accountability is so important so i really yes, encourage yeah. singles mm-hmm. you're struggling with something to take it to someone who can pray with you because that's i mean that's where um, the enemy wants you to feel isolated and that's what i felt i felt like isolated like no one would want to hear what i was going through like i should just try to be able to deal with it myself and that's what the enemy wants you to, to feel like is to isolate you and so uh, when I confessed things to Tally and just told her things that I had been struggling with, the fears, and then she was able to pray with me, it felt like like chains started breaking then. Like mm-hmm. it wasn't immediate, mm-hmm. but it was it had started then. And right. so that really taught me the power of transparency and how we need each other. We can, we're not meant to stand alone. We need the body of Messiah to to lean on each other and to pray with one another. So um so then so after that, I felt a lot more, a lot more free, and and then um, and there was family week, you know, there was Passover in the spring, um, and just like just being able to help with the events and just being a part of things, being involved, it was just really good. It was it's kind of it was healing, just being able to to work on on the, the campus here and being a part of things and being around people and making new friends all the time and talking with people is learning how to talk to people <laughs> after being in Montana <laughs> and not talking to people for a while. So, um, but yeah, so then we went home for for like a month after family week. And then um, during that time, I, I was still calling. I had a friend, um, Michaela. I talked to her once a week and we prayed together on the phone and I was really diving into doing like Bible studies and just really trying to renew my mind to, or, you know, overcome, you know, struggles that I was having, fears and things. Um, yeah, so, so then after, um, so we came back then, and it was, it was in May, it was right before Shavuot, and then just, like, and Shavuot was, was, like, another one of those mountaintop experiences that really, mm-hmm. you know, right. showed me more of the father and his love and yeah um so then then we yeah then we so that what was then then we went to uh we took a trip then went to proclaim and that's when that's when i started praying for you Mm -hmm. through that season anyway but that's that's a for another podcast um it's, it's so good to be here um this is the voice of my beloved podcast where we believe that hearing and following the voice of the Bridegroom King leads to the most abundant and joyful life.